Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent, being there day and night, and building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Hello and welcome to How to Be Fine. I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I am Jalanta Greenberg. In each episode of How to Be Fine, we weigh in on what's happening in the world of happiness, health, and betterment, and we offer a bit of advice to those of you who want it. Now, full disclosure, we are not licensed psychiatrists, psychologists, or psychics, but we are experienced self-help critics. We've lived by the rules of nearly 100 self-help books for our other podcast, By the Book, which is right here in this feed if you scroll back. So we've tried on almost every kind of wellness trend out there. And besides, we're not promising to make you like the best, richest, happiest, most amazing, optimal version of yourself. If all goes well, we're just here to help you get a little closer to fine. Okay, Jolenta, we, as always, have a couple of fantastic advice letters to get to later in the show, some very chatty ones. But first, as usual, we're kicking things off with our hot topic. Yes, we are. And this topic is hot, 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 hot. (gasps) Am I going to have to take off all my clothes? Maybe, because today's (laughs) hot topic is naming summer. Ooh. Naming the summer, themes mm-hmm. of summer, branding the summer. I, I, I know all about what you're talking about right, here, Jolenta. Right, yeah. yeah. We're going to take a quick detour, Kristen, because 
You know how I had rats growing up when I was a kid? Yes, I do. For some reason, you keep bringing it up, even though it just makes me feel kind of <laughs> Well, <laughs> I know you loved your rats, though. I know. Yeah. I, no offense to the rats out there. I know no that you're very smart. to the rat community. Uh, no, I love rats. I think they're smart and they're affectionate and they're cute once you get used to the tail, which some people have a problem with. That's my only issue is the tail. Yeah. Why can't they have a cute squirrel type of tail? If they did, I'd be more into them. Well, you know? if they did, they'd be squirrels, probably. <laughs> I'm sure you're wondering, why the fuck are you talking about rats? Yeah, especially because it's about branding the summer. Unless, Jolenta, don't tell me that you're going to name the summer something about rats. Oh, I didn't. Someone else did. (gasps) I was scrolling through TikTok not too long ago, and I came across a video by the creator at Lola O. Cola, and that's Cola spelled with a K. Lola Colade is her name. In this video, she's walking, doing sort of like a hot girl walk vibe, and she says... This summer is going to be a rat girl summer. Oh, Jolenta, this is probably your dream come true. But for many New Yorkers, it is a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) If you're not from New York, full disclosure, we have a lot of rats here. True, true. (laughs) All I can think is that means we're going to be leaving a lot of open trash on the sidewalks. And (laughs) we are going to be covered in vermin, even though, again, Jolenta, I know you love your rats. We're not going to be covered in vermin. Here's how Lola describes it. She says, embrace the rodent energy. We're scurrying around the streets. We're nibbling on our little snacks and generally finding ourselves in places we have no business being in. Oh, I don't know. You don't know? Jolenta. Oh, come on. Screaming. It gets better. It gets better because once her video about having a rat girl summer or RGS, as those of us in the community are calling it. Once that video blew up, she put out two videos explaining the rules of Rat Girl Summer. Okay, let's hear them. So, rule number one, go outside. As Lola says, you cannot scurry in your bed. You cannot scurry (laughs) on your couch. Being a true rat girl involves leaving the house. However, you are allowed to wallow in your little like rat's nest at home two days a week because you got to like get that energy for scurrying from somewhere. Okay. I I just hate this word scurrying, but I do like the going outside part. I'll try to stop saying scurrying, but you do like walking around outside. I try to go on a walk every single day. I love it. I am all about rule number one, except for that word scurry. (laughs) It is funny because you walk so fast. Some might even say you scurry around town. (gasps) Oh, Interesting. But... I'll never say that. Just some might. Rule number two. (laughs) Let's move on. Rule number two is nibble your snacks. Rat girls eat what they want and they love it. Colade says starving yourself to be skinny for summer is out. Eating nourishing meals so you can make mischief and cause mayhem is in. Okay, I'm into this one too. You can do that. Yeah. I love snacking. I love eating what I want to and not putting a value on skinniness. I don't see that as value added, and I don't think we should. So I'm into that. Good, good. The third rule is kill the cringe. Rats don't care about being embarrassed, so why should you, Kristen? Follow your interests and do what you want without worrying about what other people think. I wish rats were more embarrassed. (laughs) You wish they had more shame? I wish they were embarrassed enough to hide away from us forever and never come near us. Wow. Wow. I do like the idea of humans not being embarrassed and going for what we want. I do love that idea of 
you know, take a risk, have some fun, do what you want without worrying about what other people think. I'm into that. Yeah. Right. And sort of in the same vein, rule number four is to not overthink. Lola says, you think a rat thinks twice before stealing a slice of pizza and scurrying across the subway platform? We're going with our gut. We're going with our intuition. Sorry about the S word again, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And the fifth rule, which is uh, another one I think you can get behind, is decenter men. Rat girls aren't spending all summer trying to attract mates. They're doing what they want, you know? Instead of focusing on finding summer love, Lola recommends trying the following. Shaking your ass, lying to strangers, or even making a dentist appointment. (laughs) Lying to strangers. I think that's hilarious. I I will just say I take a tiny bit of an issue with decenter men because it seems very heteronormative. What about yes. people who don't date men? You know, decenter finding a romantic through love. love. Yeah. yeah, got it. All right, so I can more or less get behind what all five of these things are, even if I'm not necessarily into labeling this as rat related. <laughs> right. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> and here's the thing: once I heard the rules, I was like. This is reminiscent of something I heard about last summer, and that was Feral Girl Summer. Do you remember that? Yes, I totally remember Feral Girl Summer. I was into it. Go wild. Right? Yeah. Don't hold yourself back. Don't be restrained. Go out there. Yeah. Right. And I don't think Feral Girl Summer is that different from Rat Girl Summer. I mean, the rats being referred to are clearly examples of being feral. And Feral Girl Summer started and early summer 22 with the creator Molly double underscore mole. And last year on TikTok, she said, it's time to wreak havoc, cause chaos, align your rodent chakras and just completely get after it. Uh, Pretty pretty similar. Very similar. Yeah. The rodent part stands out there. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm, there we go. There's the through line. And you know what? The year before feral girl summer, we had hot back summer. Oh, I was very into hot back summer. Yeah. I was so into that summer. I I loved the branding around it. I loved all the guys were wearing shorter shorts that summer. Yeah, Remember that? Yeah. yeah. Oh my Both gosh. Brad and Dean had those short out. shorts. Yeah. yeah. Thighs yeah. out, skies out. Yeah. Summer all that. 2021 yeah. was all about loved being it. vaxxed and waxed and ready to go. We were gonna party. We were gonna get messy in the yes. dance till dawn. Loved it. Yeah, that Sadly, was great. Sadly, those plans got derailed by the Delta variant. But again, similar vibe. Yes, yes. Get out there. Have some fun. You don't need to just be cooped up in your house anymore. Hit the streets. Yeah. And do you remember what came before Hot Vax Summer, Kristen? Would that be Hot Girl Summer with Megan Thee Stallion? Yes, it would. <laughs> Hot Girl Summer. <laughs> Megan Thee Stallion pretty much started All of this naming summer to begin with. Yes. Go, Megan. Yeah. Even though Hot Girl Summer is a song that Megan The Stallion released in August 2019, the phrase took off about a month before because of a tweet she made teasing the release of the song in which she said, I feel like it's only right I drop a Hot Girl Summer song before the summer is over. And after that tweet, the phrase Hot Girl Summer fucking exploded all over social media. Yes, it did. Men, women, non-binary people, everybody was like, yes, it's my hot girl summer. Yes. And when asked what hot girl summer was about by The Root, Megan Thee Stallion had this to say. 
It's just basically about women and men just being unapologetically them, just having a good ass time, hyping up your friends, doing you, not giving a damn about what nobody got to say about it. Sounds like Rat Girl Summer to me, right? (laughs) There are more snacks for Rat Girls mentioned, but basically (laughs) all the themes we've given to all of our summers over the past few years have a very similar vibe. Yes, yes. There are definitely similarities across all of these. Absolutely. So why? Why, Kristen, do we keep naming our summers? Why does the phrase Rat Girl Summer have almost 400 million views on TikTok? Well, my guess, I did not research this week's hot topic. This is all on you, but I'm just going to guess. And my guess is based on everything we did during our By the Book days, which is people like labels. And Mm -hmm. whether those labels are, hey, as a Sagittarius, ABC, or labeling what kind of worker they are, labeling what their theme for the year is for a lot of people when they make New Year's resolutions. It's like, this is the year of blank. So I I think a lot of people feel like it somehow adds either meaning or structure in a chaotic world. It makes the world feel less chaotic. That's my guess. It's a good theory. And it sort of plays a part in my first reason, actually. And that reason is stress reduction. Summer means leisure. Leisure means stress reduction. It has been proven that pretty much most leisure activities are good for our mental and physical health. A 2006 study published in the Journal of Psychology, Health and Medicine found that leisure provides an opportunity for people under stress to have a timeout and deflect stress inducing thoughts and consequently to gain renewed energy and perspective. And what's interesting, Kristen, is that another recent study showed that people reported the most stress reduction when they partook in leisure activities that made them feel connected to other people. And so Mm. I think that by naming summer or giving it a theme or making categories to put ourselves in, we're sort of turning summer vibes in general into a group leisure activity that will hopefully in turn reduce stress levels to everyone who opts in. That totally makes sense. So it kind of almost turns into a rallying cry of like, look at us. We're all out here taking on these streets. It's our hot girl summer. We're all in this together. We all have this shared goal, right? Yes. And then that shared goal, that sort of feeling of like, we're in this together. Are you a hot girl summer? I'm a hot girl summer. That sort (laughs) of vibe leads to feeling like a group activity that helps us de-stress. Yeah. The second reason I think you'll enjoy, Kristen, and that reason is empowerment. I like the sound of that. I like empowerment. I'm into it. Yep. When Megan Thee Stallion introduced us to Hot Girl Summer, the term didn't take off because it was like all about conforming to conventional beauty standards. It took off because it's about knowing you're hot no matter what, you know, feeling hot, not needing external validation. And traditionally, summer is associated with some pretty boring heteronormative shit. So it makes sense that a lot of our rhetoric is like about women making themselves desirable to men, conforming to beauty standards. We have like summer body, bikini ready, summer love, summer fling, you know, and so hot girl summer is basically a way of like reclaiming and redefining what being hot for the summer is. Yeah. It's about what we're bringing to it, not what other people are perceiving us as 
Exactly. And I found this great Vice UK article where they asked Megan the Stallion concert goers what Hot Girl Summer meant to them. Can I read you some of their answers? Yeah, I'd love to hear those. One concert goer said, it's about doing you for the benefit of you and you alone, not for a man. Another said, it's about being stress-free and happy and everything, having fun and enjoying the summer while it lasts. A hot girl summer means actually being happy, having good friends, and loving yourself. What makes a hot girl summer? Your attitude and your vibe. It's 2019, a year for women to do what they want to do. Yes, yes, yes. I am totally in agreement with these concert goers about what I would want a hot girl summer to be about. So yeah, yeah, I'm into that. And I feel like each summer since Hot Girl Summer, except for 2020, where we took a break because that summer was extra fucked by COVID. Oh, yeah. Most of us were still in lockdown that summer. Right. Exactly. <laughs> lockdown Girl Summer. Yeah. Other than Lockdown Girl Summer, we seem to sort of take it a step further each year. You know, it's Hot Girl. Then it's Vaxxed girl. Then it's feral. Then it's just a fucking rat. <laughs> God, it's going to be cockroaches next. No, oh. I know what's next. Oh, no. I'm on really? it. Yes. Since Rat Girl Summer has taken off, another TikToker who goes by Um Gabby, U-M-G-A-B-I, has broken down four different subtypes of summer girls. So, oh Kristen, sorry, more <laughs> categories. But these are really fun ones that involve animals. So I'm going to tell you what they are. Okay, let's hear them. So this summer, you have the rat girl, which we've already covered. Then there's the flying squirrel girl. I like flying squirrels. According to um, Gabby, she is a rat at heart, but the main difference is basically she travels abroad to do her scurrying and has to be somewhat presentable when she's like touring European churches. <laughs> Up next, you have the seal girl. She just wants to lay in the sun all day. And um, Gabby says she's chill and has California vibes. That's nice. Up next, my personal favorite, there's the sloth girl. She stays inside. And um, Gabby beautifully describes her as someone who wears sweatpants, even though it's 90 degrees out and likes the blinds closed. (laughs) So all of these girls aren't obsessed with landing a summer fling. They're following their interests. They're living for themselves. They're enjoying the fucking summer in any way, shape or form they want to. And that's kind of empowering. Yeah, anything that says we should be able to chart our own paths, live our lives the way we want to, take risks and have fun, I'm all about that. Yeah, that sounds great to me. All right, those are some great reasons for naming the summer. They totally make sense. But Jolenta, as always on our show, we have to talk about the things that don't sound great, the drawbacks, the issues or the challenges around the hot topic of the week. So I'm sure you have a couple. What are they? Well, the first one is capitalism, Kristen. Of course. Capitalism is going to take advantage of this. Because that's what it does. It takes advantage of everything. Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> it's going to turn a profit off of yes. your fun. When we name the summer, we're in a sense branding it. I think mm-hmm. we've even said the word branding earlier in this episode. And yes. what else is branding? 
marketing. Yes. <laughs> Ad campaigns and product makers love latching onto viral trends. So why would a summer trend be any different? We've already had things like the song of summer and the drink of summer. And like just because we're starting to define summer a bit differently through like hot girls and rats doesn't mean capitalism can't like find a way in. Since Hot Girl Summer and all of its success hit the scene, there has been no shortage of companies and media outlets essentially encouraging trends like this along so they can sell products, get clicks. Every summer, there are so many listicles full of items like you have to buy for the best hot blank summer. The New York Times recently pointed out that summer branding also allows influencers to show you all the products you need to hop onto like any current summer trend. So, yeah. There's money to be made and capitalism sort of keeps perpetuating the trend. Yeah. If we want to be part of this communal experience, we got to buy stuff, right? Or yeah. so they say. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, they're going to start canning Aperol spritzes so you can buy them ready made. And like micro influencers are going to give you all the links to all like the cutest rat girl summer shirts that they can find and get like a kickback. <laughs> mainstream yes. media and advertisers are gonna make money and encourage us to sort of buy into these trends yeah literally buy in in fact so many people were profiting off of hot girl summer that megan the stallion ended up trademarking it in 2022 and when she was asked about it she told the new york times i saw other companies were using it and i was like thank you for your support but i have to secure this because this is mine yes she literally trademarked it because it's like so profitable that's because she's smart. She's a smart business lady. Yep. Yep. The second downside I found, I read about in this Time article by Andy Zeisler, one of the co-founders of Bitch Media. And she pointed out that these highly marketable sort of feminist trends draw focus away from the systemic and places it firmly on the realm of the individual and the personality driven. It's something we see a lot in self-help, too. The idea that like an internal attitude shift is all you need to get what you want out of life, or in this case, out of the summer, when actually there are systems at play that can still hold you back and make it so like you can't scurry wherever you want to go this summer. And no amount of like fun summer attitude will change that. So, Kristen, given all this new information you have, how do you feel about naming summer, giving it a theme, giving it a brand? Are you a rat girl now? Are we going to scurry? I am not. I am not. I just can't get on board with this rat theme. I was one of the people who was like into the hot girl summer. I was one of those people who was into the hot vac summer. I was into those things, but I, I just can't do the rat. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't do it. Maybe if it was a beaver. I think you're a, you're a flying squirrel girl. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm not traveling very much this summer. I, I, I just... Seal girl that walks. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I, I'm going to give it some thought. I'm just not feeling the rat girl, though. I am That's not... okay. That's okay. I, I just think maybe next year when they have a cuter animal, maybe I'll be <laughs> on board. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> Again, apologies to all the rat lovers out there and to the rats. It's not just about looks. <laughs> <laughs> And Jolenta, I'm guessing this is your summer of all of these summers. I love it. I'm like half rat, half sloth, going to scurry and lounge my way through the summer. And I'm going to have a blast and try not to like 
buy anything that's like branded Rat Girl Summer to like give into capitalism. <laughs> I mean, I think it'll be pretty easy not to buy it. Well, I don't know. I, I want to hear from the listeners, Jolenta. True. All of you out there, what are your thoughts on branding the summer? Are you a rat girl? Do you get t-shirts, tank tops, and bikinis that say it's a hot girl summer? It's a rat girl summer. Are you that person? Write to us at kristinandjolenta at gmail.com or weigh in on the conversation at facebook.com slash groups slash kristinandjolenta. Coming up, we're going to hear from a letter writer who's struggling to set some goals. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Hey, everyone. We are back with our first letter of the day. Jolenta, what do they have to say? Our letter writer says, Dear Kristen and Jolenta, in the past year, I've become the senior HR person at the company I work at. I'm in my early 30s, and I feel like I was very much brought up with the mindset of work hard, promotion, promotion, climb the ladder, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, now I'm there, and I have the opportunity under a very supportive boss to reach for other goals, both personally and professionally, but I'm struggling to think bigger and more strategically. Do you have any tips, recommendations, or advice? Thank you. Oh, letter writer, huge congratulations for making it this far so early in your career. Yeah. Congratulations also on having a great boss. Oh, my gosh. Don't we all want a boss like that who's not just about like, here's how to do your job, keep doing your job, but a boss who's thinking about what will make you happy, what will make you succeed and feel good. So, yeah, that is all great. And we are so happy for you that you have that. May all people out there have a boss like this at some point in their lives or ideally most of the time. That would be great if we all had bosses like that. Uh, Yeah. So now the advice. This is such a fun advice question, by the way, because this is not about something going wrong. It's about something potentially going even better than it already is. Like, I'm nailing it. What can I do next? Yes. <laughs> so... I have some advice here, Jolenta, that I wanted to start with, if that's okay. Of course, yeah. So the first bit of advice is to think about this saying. This is a saying that I've heard many times. Perhaps, letter writer, you've heard it too. A goal is just a dream with a deadline. And what I like about that saying is that it has the word dream in there. That's the emphasis, the dream. And isn't that what all goals should be? Something you really want as opposed to something you've been told to do by society, by your parents. It sounds like up until now you've been told promotion, succeed, promotion, succeed. And I'm not saying those messages aren't worthwhile or valuable in their own way, but what I like about a dream with a deadline is it's not about those other people. It's not about outside forces. It's about what you and your heart want to do. What makes your heart sing? When you think about what would be exciting to you, what is that? You know, 
make a list of things. Maybe talk to people who you admire or talk to people who strike you as happy, people who have a good work-life balance, people who love their jobs, and maybe reach out to some of them for inspiration. Maybe read some books, some memoirs, some autobiographies, and get ideas of what other people are passionate about. Or just peruse job listings. I do that sometimes and just look at what's out there. What would I be excited to do next? What subjects are being talked about that get me really jazzed up? So I would encourage you just to get the juices flowing. Think more about those dreams. And the dreams can be anything. They can be anything from like, I would at some point like to be a public speaker and be confident on stage to something like, I want to improve my managerial skills. They can be something huge, like I would like to have my own company someday, or I would like to have my own consulting firm. It, It can be as big or as small as you want it to be. And if you want help with your dreams, it may even be the case that your manager is willing to talk over some ideas with you or have you talk with a career coach who can help you with that as well. So that is what I would suggest to do to start off getting those dreams to start percolating. But what about you, Jolenta? My first thought was ask your boss if they're so supportive what they would do or like what they have done with this opportunity (laughs) because that's a great place to start because they're the one like encouraging you to be like, what what would you do just to get some of the ideas flow? And that was my initial thought. I also thought, damn, it sounds like you have been kicking ass letter writer and (laughs) working really hard. And this is a good opportunity to try enjoying where you are. My mom used to have a saying she'd say to me whenever I'd go to sleepaway camp because I would inevitably get very homesick. And she would just always say, just try to enjoy where you are. Don't worry about working hard now that you've made your way to like the top of a ladder. Like you can you can enjoy yourself. I'm not saying coast, but I am saying like maybe explore what it feels like to work without the sort of added pressure of like, get a promotion, get a promotion, move to that next level. See what it's like to just be where you are. And if you don't want to just be where you are, this is a good time to, uh, like Kristen said, learn some stuff, branch out. Are there other jobs at your company that interest you? Now's the time to like maybe learn more about those, shadow someone who does them, get a feel for them. Maybe your work can pay for you to take some continuing education courses. Maybe you can learn a language or something. What would you want to learn that maybe your work could support you with, like some sort of skill? And one other place I always like to start when I'm sort of stumped about what to do next is just ask myself, like, what would little Jolenta be interested in? Because usually what we're interested in as kids still sort of sparks some some butterflies of interest in us as adults and maybe go like oh i was really into like reading and writing stories and maybe that can take you somewhere and just explore what little you would have would have wanted to do with some free time now that there's not so much pressure over your head i love all of those ideas joanta i think those are great And letter writer, we're curious to see what you end up doing next. So keep us in the loop. Let us know what you end up doing. Maybe you will just take a few weeks or months, say to your boss, like, I just want to experience not a goal right now, but just living in this moment, like Jolenta said. Maybe after a few months pass, you'll be taking a, you know, a higher ed class again, like Jolenta suggested. Who knows? We want to know, though. So yeah, get back to us. Let us know. (laughs) 
All right, we are going to take a quick break. But before we do, we would be so, so grateful if you took a moment to rate us and review us wherever you're listening to us right now in that little podcast player. Give us a little review. Give us five stars. Let us know you're enjoying the show. Also, those ratings and reviews help other people find the show. So it's awesome. Coming up, a letter writer needs some culinary advice. Stay with us. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Okay, we are back with our second letter of the day. And Kristen, I want you to read this one. Take it away. All righty. Our letter writer says, Dear Kristen and Joe Lenta, I hate cooking. I am an extremely picky eater, and I have tried meal plans, a myriad of professionals and different diets, and have read a bazillion books. So far, nothing has helped. My husband does most of the cooking, thank goodness, but there are times when I am in charge of keeping our family alive. (laughs) Do you have any suggestions to help me with this task? Oh, letter writer. I feel like Kristen and I can both relate to you because we (laughs) also hate cooking (laughs) and our partners do the bulk of the cooking in our household. One thing that has helped me, especially now that I have lupus, the lupus medication I take, like changes how I taste things. So I have become an extremely picky eater. We just have a few go-to meals that we know I can handle, that we know I can toss together easily. And we just pick from that list anytime it's my turn to cook or, you know, Brad is too swamped to get dinner on the table. We have our nice go-to list of like some easy to cook, Jolenta taste but approved meals. And we try to keep those ingredients in the house so, you know, they can be at the ready. I like that. Having an easy short list, things you know you can make without too much effort, things where you always have the supplies in your house, things where I'm guessing, Jolenta, you're not slaving away for an hour. (laughs) It's like pasta salad throwing together some beans and corn and tossing them in tortillas and a quick enchilada. You know, it's simple things that you can make in a short amount of time. Yeah. Well, I love that advice, Jolenta. And I have some additional advice. So advice number one from me, don't worry about cooking. You don't have to cook to eat. You can set Mm. up a sandwich bar. Here's bread. Here are three toppings. Everybody make their own sandwich. You know what? It sounds like you have kids. I'm going to say this. Most kids are fine with sandwiches. Most kids like sandwiches. Most kids like making their own sandwiches. I was going to say, kids love a bar. You can make anything into a bar, too. You have a taco bar, salad bar, sandwich exactly. bar, burrito exactly. bar. Oh, my gosh. Crepe bar. I don't know if you're making crepes, but <laughs> there you go. But it doesn't have to be that much work. I mean, my mom also was not a cook. By her own admission, she hated cooking. And sometimes she would just 
put out a packet of pita bread, a packet of hummus, a few packets of vegetables. And she's like, everyone's making their own hummus sandwiches tonight. And it's like, great. That's totally fine. We can all make our own hummus sandwiches. There are so many kinds of ways to eat that don't ever involve turning on a stove, that you don't have to turn on an oven, that you don't have to wash pots and pans. It can be as simple as a sandwich bar or a taco bar. So please don't put so much pressure on yourself to cook. Eating can be lots of things. So that's piece of advice number one. Piece of advice number two, if it does hit you once in a while, you know what? I have the energy and the inclination to cook. Cook giant amounts of food. This is what I do. I will make a giant hot dish once a month, or I will make a giant pot of soup, or I will make a giant pile of fried rice, and then I will put it in lots of containers in the freezer. And then anytime I want food, I just microwave it. And for me, that's easy because it doesn't feel like daily pressure to cook. It's just when the idea hits me, when I have the energy to do it, that once or twice a month then gives me enough food for the nights that I, as a person who wants to be a little bit more useful in my household, when it's my turn to be a little more useful, I can warm up those items. So I find that that is also very, very helpful. And my third bit of advice is, I don't know how old your kids are, but perhaps your kids would want to learn how to cook too or participate in the cooking. Dean, when he was growing up, from a very young age because he liked cooking so much, his mom entrusted him with the cooking. And he said that in grade school, he did over half the cooking in his household because he thought it was fun. And a lot of kids feel that way. A lot of kids love to experiment in the kitchen and play with food. And it's another form of play for a lot of children. So see if your kids are those kinds of kids. Maybe they are those kinds of kids. And let them be creative and let them have the joy of serving you. Those are just a few different ideas there. That's so fun. Oh, and Kristen, your cook a big batch freezer trick reminds me that there's also just no shame in frozen food. My mom and I, some of our favorite meals is just a good old frozen pizza. Absolutely, yes. And I know your first meal with your husband was a frozen pizza. Oh my gosh, it was. <laughs> oh, I totally forgot. It that was. was your first date, frozen pizza. A bad frozen pizza that burnt me. And... You know, if you live near a Trader Joe's, they have a lot of really good, healthy options and like a huge variety of frozen foods. So like check out a frozen option. They're usually pretty easy and fast to make and pretty delish. Yeah, like a complete frozen meal. You don't have to make sides. You don't have to plate a bunch of things. It's just one thing frozen, thrown in the oven. Boom. There it is. So that's it for our thoughts, but we want to hear what you have to say. What would you cook? What are your go-to easy cooking hacks? Let us know. Hit us up on Instagram at How to Be Fine Pod. And that's it for this episode of How to Be Fine. Huge thank you to our executive producer, Nora Ritchie, our producer, Chantel Holder, and our composer and engineer, Casey Holford. Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jalanta Greenberg. Thank you so much for listening, all you fine people. See you next week. Until then, stay fine.
Stitcher.